Hello, everybody. Welcome to Monster Baby Podcast. A curious, curious walk through, through the, the worlds, worlds of mindfulness, mindfulness and, and improvisation. improvisation. My name is Lisa Rowland. And I'm Ted DeMaison. And today we are tackling curiosity. <laughs> we, are ta- we are taking it down. This is, we, we said, this is, I think this is the third episode we've said that we're tackling it. Really? I just love the image of like... Here's a topic, standing in the middle of a football <laughs> field, and we're just, <laughs> just... Charge at it. You're mine! We're knocking that sucker we're in the ground. tackling curiosity. Second down. We're playing five touch football with curiosity. Oh, flag football. Yeah, flag football. Um, so we are, we're discussing curiosity, the mm-hmm. topic of curiosity, and how, uh, obviously, how it relates to mindfulness and improvisation. Uh, and I, I think you'll have a nice time listening. We had a nice time having this conversation. We had fun. Yeah. yeah. And we got curious about curiosity, to be honest. Kind of trippy. Yeah. Kind of trippy. It's, it's, a, it's a curious inception is what it is. So just be aware that uh, you may find your own curiosity stoked and we cannot be responsible for what happens from there, only hopeful that it leads you on adventures and delights. Go tackle your own curiosity, yeah. everybody. Hey, find your own field and tackle your own, would you? <laughs> Uh, All right, so I think that that's all we need to say. That's all we need to do. Thanks for being with us. Just get listening, and thanks so much for coming back. Here we go. I'm wondering if you perhaps have a game. I want to play. Play! Articulation just went off the charts. Yeah. I'm wondering if perhaps you have a game. I'm trying to articulate more clearly in general in my life. Oh, great. But I guess I've just turned it up a notch. Yeah, just, yeah, just, just a little. <laughs> a little so that now I can see your articulation. Uh-huh. Um, you want to do word at a time limericks? Oh, my goodness. That's a challenge there, lass. We could try line at a time first, and then we could do word at a time. Okay, let's do a, line, a, let's the, do a line at a time. Get into the rhythm. Sure. A rabbi, a priest, and a nun... Went for a good walk in the sun. It got awfully hot. More scorching than not. And the three of them sure had some fun. <laughs> when looking over the town hall walls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's so bad. But go ahead, let's see. Looking can... over the town hall walls. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, she suddenly heard a loud call. It must be my lover. Uh, she went undercover. And found that she saw his big balls. Yes! <laughs> okay. Um, uh, this is terrible. There once was a boy in a field. Whose bull refused to yield. He waggled his cape and jostled his nape uh, and a great big sword did he wield. From there the battle continued. Um, The boy was strongly sinewed. (laughs) Muscles were taut. Um, Inhibitions forgot. Yeah, good luck. Uh, <laughs> you duck your own grave on this I one, did. my friend. Muscles were taut, inhibitions... Forgot. Forgot. <laughs> and so, 
Oh, and I, I want to say, and so the battle continued, but that's the same as the first well, word. There, and there so it the is. battle continued. There it is, yeah. There's got to be something better. I was going to say, for death, there was no better venue. Oh, nice. Which is not exactly a rhyme. Oh, okay, hold on. And so the battle continued. The boy was strongly sinewed. His muscles were taut. Inhibitions forgot. You too have this power within you. No shit. Wow. Okay. Very Whew. nice. Whew. All right. Your, your self-image was just rescued. <laughs> I was feeling really bad about myself. <laughs> now, yeah, that's... Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to come up with a limerick. Yeah. If you want to, like, make, make it good. Make any sense or make it good, right. Which, you know, which is a... Coming off our last episode of being average. Yeah. <laughs> we sh I should just be free-flowing. Hey, whatever comes out, comes out. But I guess I just wanted to be average and not terrible. I'm, well, just, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. So, okay. All right. This is a very serious topic now. Shift gears. All right. So I had the notion... Oh, yeah. ...when considering topics to introduce this idea of curiosity... I love it. Seems like it's so related to both mindfulness and improv. Yeah. And also in the way that you and I have worked together when we do our retreats or when we led workshops, like that's part of what I've enjoyed about working with you is wow, we don't know what's going to show up. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of keeping our eyes and ears open, see what happens. Yeah. And follow it. When when uh, when I suggested it, what when you you said a quick yes to yeah. the topic, how come? I I just I I have I have very friendly feelings about curiosity. Mm -hmm. Like it feels like a really good approach to life and improv. So it just feels like oh yeah that, yeah that's great. Like that's that feels like a, a, a fertile ground because it feels so clearly and readily and joyfully relevant to both. Michael and and valuable. Yeah, like it feels like a really good mindset to to move into anything with. I think is it's, curiosity. I think it is one of my favorite qualities for a human being. Is that they're curious. Yeah. When yeah. I hang out with people, I suppose that like honesty would be one of them. Yeah. Kindness. Maybe those are my first two, honesty and kindness. Yeah. But after that, curiosity might be the next one. Totally. Just a willingness to... I just feel like if you're curious, you've always got something to... Like, then you're never bored if you're curious, right? Because right. there's always something you look around and it's like, oh, I wonder what that's about. And if you're curious about people, it just makes you a naturally good conversationalist. Right. So anything that they say, how was your day? It was good. What made it good? Like there's something to be curious about. Tell me more about it. Yeah. And then even, uh, this is a, so true, like flat out in the world, in the mindfulness world of, you can even be curious if you do get bored, you can be curious about that. Yeah. Well, why am I bored? What, what made me bored right what, now? What does boredom mean? Yeah. What, what does, does it, it feel like? And where do, am I, am I bored in my body? Is it a bad thing? Yeah. Right. What, is it different from my boredom yesterday? Yeah. Why so? How right, so? Right. You kind of all, get sleuthy about it. And all of a sudden, you're not bored anymore. Or yeah. maybe you are, and it just... But there's some some excitement about the boredom. That's funny. <clears throat> so it seems, it seems the... Yeah, it seems one of the foundational attitudes for both practices. Yeah. Well, I feel like you... That's interesting. Do you think everybody would agree with you that the foundational attitude of improvisation is curiosity? Like, where do you see it coming into play in curiosity in improv? Because I don't feel like I've I don't feel like I've heard very many people, teachers, talk, about, talk that. about that you've got to cultivate curiosity in order to be an improviser. 
That's yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Not that I don't agree with it, but right. It seems like stepping on stage in the right mindset so that I'm not driving a scene, I'm not pushing an agenda, is to say, what's already here? Or as TJ Jagodowski and Dave Pesquizzi say, like, the scene's already happening. You're stepping into the river of it to help it move along. Mm-hmm. What's there? You got to yeah. kind of f- discover it as opposed to impose it. Great. So I love that notion of going in with that that mindset of, okay, what is, what is it? What's going on? And like, what's going on with my partner? What's going on there? And that's the one where I think it for me hits the the rubber hits the road most often is, crap. I don't know what to say. I'm kind of starting to spin my wheels of, oh my god, am I am I an improviser? Should I even be doing? And they're like, well, stop. Look at your partner. What's and if I just ask a question, you know, some people say we shouldn't ask questions in improv, but I think real ones, curious ones. Well, that, that push the scene forward, or that, like what would a what would a first question be that would be based in your curiosity? Like, what does that mean? Um, so, if I looked at my partner and said, uh, "Well, this is something I learned from you, right?" Just to say, you seem oh, whatever great. the emotion so is, it's, right? So, a statement. It's say kind what of you a, see. Say what you see, and yeah. then be curious about that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You seem troubled. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that sort of leads us forward. It gives the other person something to play with. Yeah. But it's from looking around and like, what does my partner look like? Yeah. They look troubled. Yeah. And it, it's so reliable, but it's not, a, it's not reliable out of stress. It's just, what's here? Or if, if I notice that I'm not being physical in a scene and then I look down and say, well, what are my hands doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're making some pottery. Yeah. So now all of a so, sudden... So it feels like the, there's a... There's a, an element of your curiosity or of this curiosity that you're describing of like, whatever is here is good and now let's learn about it. So there's like acceptance first yep. and then curiosity so that you can't really be curious about something until you really notice it. There's like a noticing step. Yeah. That's really important. The, that's, the curiosity leads you to notice. The noticing leads you to curiosity. There's a nice loop that happens there, yeah. it seems like. Yeah. Um, and if you get stuck in either, you can... Sort of feels like you can kind of ramp it back up by turning to the curiosity. Mm-hmm. If you get stuck in either direction, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, what I like about what you just said is uh, the idea that curiosity is a, a a mode you can choose to snap into. It's an option, yeah. You can engage your curiosity, mm-hmm. or you can choose not to. Mm-hmm. And so there's always something to be curious about. Oh, tell me about that, right? There's always something to be curious about. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can be curious without your character being curious. As a player, I'm curious. Right. Right? So it's like as a player, I look over and I notice and you look troubled and I go, it's going to be fine. Oh, interesting. It's going to be fine. They're going to love you. My parents are going to love you. Right? So like I got curious about you. I looked over and you looked a little bit stressed out for real. And then as an improviser, I can be like, oh, they look straight. Okay, great. And then I just build a little story. Right. Which is easy to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because your brain wants to. So it's like, as a player, I can be curious, even if my character is not asking you a question about exploring your state. It's like, as a player, I can decide that I already know something about your state. Yes. But the curiosity led me to notice you. It's so, yeah. That's so interesting that curiosity, if you choose to be curious, like if I were to choose to be curious about the room we're in right now, which is Ted's dining room, dining room? Sure. Dining room, kitchen, living space. Like... 
I can look around and suddenly I see all these things and I realize there are questions I could ask about all of them, <laughs> you know, but it, but it opens my eyes to them. So it kind of like curiosity jump starts observe observation, maybe. Right. When, uh, one of the first things we talk about in mindfulness, when we teach the dot B classes about spotlight of attention mm-hmm. and that. Our attention's always somewhere. Usually we're not choosing where it's going. It's being hijacked by whatever is shiny or flashy or something. But then we would learn that we can move it around. And we talk about moving it and then sustaining it. Mm-hmm. And that when you hold attention somewhere, you sort of naturally get curious. So it's like, oh, there's a vase. I haven't noticed it. And then it's kind of like got a mosaic pattern on it. And the mosaic pattern is including some a fern-like plant and a butterfly. I had noticed that before. And so, I wonder where that comes from. I wonder where it's from. All of a sudden, st- stories and details emerge because we let our attention linger. Yeah. And yeah, so here we, this is the kind of reciprocity I was talking about. That Attention first. Attention first. Leads and then to get curiosity. curious. Yeah. But curiosity can say, let me swing my attention around until yeah. it lands on something that I want to find out more about. Yeah could go either way but it's it's got this um this natural sense of acceptance to it yeah i'm not needing it to be different from what it is right I'm just checking it it's out. not a, if you're curious about something you're not judging it probably right right you're right. not like casting your judgment on it but with that sustained attention yeah and observation you can get deeper with whatever's there yeah and so i love it um there are some mindfulness teachers i'm thinking of saki santorelli who's the Executive Director of the Center for Mindfulness at the University of Massachusetts. Saki Santarelli? Yeah. What a name. S-A-K-I, Saki. He's a really great guy and a really great teacher. Japanese-Italian. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and he, he does such a good job when he's teaching of helping people inquire about their own experience. Mm. So somebody will say, he'll say, you know, what did you notice in this practice? Somebody say, well, I noticed that my breathing was faster than normal and and I, and I was feeling anxious and he says okay so what does anxious mean to you and he'll just ask a question about a word he'll find a word that you used and he'll say what does that mean yeah and I'll say okay where did you notice that in your body or what feelings are associated with that or is there a color that you he'll ask these kind of sideways questions you think what is he talking about and then it just opens up this world mm-hmm. for whoever he's engaging with because That's he's he's being genuinely curious yeah and letting opening doors like the curiosity is opening a door into a playground. They're like, oh, here's a whole world in here. Yeah, I didn't know it was available. Uh huh. And that any mindfulness moment can be that, right? Because it brings this this attitude, this kind of acceptance, and it's got an element of kindness to it as well. Yeah. Of huh, this is true. What's happening? Yeah, I was just thinking, like, could you be hostily curious? I think you could. Are you really being curious? That's a great question. But I'm like, I could be trying to root out the truth. So like, where were you last night? Where were you last night? But I'm already assuming I know the answer. I think if I'm angry, right? right? Like if I, if I'm like, yeah. So I I think you can be curious and unkind. Usually, usually when we teach in mindfulness, we use those two words together. Curious and kindness. Curiosity and kindness. Yeah. Curious and kind. How could you be, tell me about, like, what? How could you be curious and unkind? Yeah. I think you're, you nailed it. Like, you're wanting to get information so that you can hold it against somebody. 
But so is that really... Is that curiosity? Is it curiosity, right? Like, because I think there's a difference between asking questions and being curious. Okay, so what about being... So, like, if I'm curious, it's like, I don't know the answer to that. What I want to learn more. What about gossipy? I'm like, oh, my God, did you hear about... I'm just Did curious. you hear about Laramie? I can't believe that, you know, he went on a date with three people on the same night. What's that all about? What's he thinking? Am I being curious? I don't think so. No? I think you're being judgmental. <laughs> right? Can you be both? I, I don't think so. Yeah. I think curiosity has this like... An I'm innocence. Curious. I'm curious. I'm just curious. Right? Whereas if I'm looking for material or ammunition... That's not curious. Like that's like I don't feel like curiosity has an agenda except to learn the answer. I like that. Yeah. Does that seem right? It does seem right to me, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure why why there's this distinction, but I, I like I'm agreeing with you that there is this. Yeah, distinction. I'm not sure why either, but it feels like if I'm like, what the hell is he thinking? I don't think I'm actually just curious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think right. Like I think there's like this extra tone of like. Whatever he's thinking is wrong. Mm -hmm. He's he's wrong and bad, mm -hmm. you know. And whatever whatever information I get about what was going on in his head, I'm really ready to judge him for. Right. It's a little bit like listening openly versus listening to gather data. Yeah, or like for acquisition, right? Like because I want to, I because I want what you know. I'm going to turn this against you. Yeah, it's not how you're going to weaponize that information. Right. So curiosity feels really kind, and it, and it, it or rather, it feels free of an agenda. Mm -hmm. And that's another way that it fits beautifully with improv. Yeah. Right. So, so it's just what's here. What's here. So I think that for improv, one of the, one of the, I mean, we've been talking about how curiosity is valuable on stage as a, mm -hmm. an approach to the stage. But I think for me, like, curiosity about the world is like the best skill you can have as an improviser having nothing to do with approaching the stage like before you get on stage yeah like when you're talking to anybody you know like character research you meet somebody and it's like oh what are you like mm -hmm. and it's easy i actually think that getting curious flips me out of being judgmental so if i meet somebody and i'm like yes. oh god and it's like well character research and then suddenly i'm like huh what's it like to be you right so that I can play you someday, <laughs> right? So it's like, like I want, I want, you know, I want the information so that I can use it. But it's not a harsh, hostile thing. It's like, and I actually think if you're gonna play somebody well, you can't just just be in judgment about them. Like that's sort of resting on the stereotype of them. You have, yeah, you have impression. to play. You have to like play their humanity. Mm -hmm. And so when I meet people that I that are not like me, I'm kind of like, what is your worldview? Mm -hmm. What, like, what, how do you show up? It's, because it's, yeah. It's like that sustained attention develops a compassion or a connection on its own. Do you experience that? That if I really spend time you, with somebody? Yeah, if you pay attention to them, that it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I understand you now a little bit. And yeah, I can right. See. Familiarity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some say breeds contempt. But it also, <laughs> I think, breeds, like, you know, like. Well, right. So familiarity doesn't necessarily have curiosity, though. Right. Right. So if the, if you so if engaged, I spend time intentionally being curious about somebody, that's right. Yeah, that it breeds a, it breeds this I connection. If, I bet if you went, if you decided to be really curious about somebody, I think that's a highly attractive quality. Like if, uh, 
your curiosity would be attractive to them. Yes, I think oh, so. Oh, of course. I think it makes you attractive. But your curiosity about them in particular. About them. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't want someone to be curious about? Yeah, exactly. Right. I suppose some people are intensely private and like... Yeah. But I, yeah, I think that that would be very welcome for most people. <laughs> Don't ask me about me. Oh, that's interesting. Why are you so private? Quit <laughs> <laughs> it. Get out. Get, <laughs> Get out. Yeah, no, I think that that would be a almost universally welcome quality. I think so. I mean, right? It's like you think about status and like how you convey status. It's like the people who want to be around you and who pay mm -hmm. you attention and has like mm -hmm. that's how you that's how you that's i think that's how people experience that high status so it's like anybody who raises our status by like letting us know we are worthy of their attention their right. curiosity and there's something to learn there well this is something that we so we just went on a walk on the the lovely beach and cliffs of daily city and mm -hmm. uh, this is something we were talking about is your ability as a, a person, as a friend. My personal ability? You, Lisa Rowland. Uh -huh. Your ability and tendency to be curious about people and how yeah. engaging that is, how, how friendly that is. People want to be around you. And that it feels better when people are also curious about you. Yes. Right. So to have some reciprocity it feels, of curiosity. It feels very good. That could be a limerick. I'm that a reciprocity. That a curiosity. I like you. You're dead da, 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 da. set on Lu making limericks with impossible words to Lu rhyme. Luminosity. <laughs> Come on, baby. We got something in there. <laughs> if we get those three syllable, four syllable limericks. Anyway, yeah, that, that uh, reciprocal curiosity is really attractive. Oh my God. It's the best. You know, so I don't consider myself, this is, yeah. I generally don't consider myself as curious as I would like to be about other people. Uh-huh. Like, I'm curious about the world. I'm really curious about the world and dynamics and the ways things work and, uh, you know, patterns and light and, yeah. I don't know, those sorts of things. I tend, I should say, I have tended to not be as curious about the people in my life. Like, uh -huh. you know, just kind of, if they bring stuff to me, great. Okay, let's interact. Okay. But I'm not like... <laughs> they bring what stuff to you? Like uh, an adventure, a life experience. They're like, oh, great, let's talk. But I'm not naturally inclined to ask them to questions. Ask them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's something that I'm, I'm working on. Uh -huh. um, so when I'm... Sometimes I meet people who, for whatever reason, it, they call that out of me. Uh-huh. They make you curious about they make, them. I'm curious about them. Yeah. And it, I love being around those people because I feel like a better person when I'm around them. <laughs> You're like, I'm doing good friend things. Yeah. These I'm being are a, good friend I'm things. I'm being a better friend. So thank you for inspiring this in me. Yeah. But yeah, I'm still I'm still working on yeah. being better at it. But yeah. it's it's really fun when I can I, You know what's a great... I know you don't take Lyft and Uber very often. Every now and then I'll get to the airport or whatever, but... Lyft is great place to practice curiosity <laughs> like lift a lift drive because it's not very long right and i actually I, I actually got into an interesting conversation with a friend of mine i don't know if i told you about this but we were in this lift ride and the guy started talking about stuff that was like a little unhinged like a little bit on the outside the guy of being the driver the driver i asked he had a pinky ring 
And I was like, that's quite a ring. Tell me about your ring. Mm -hmm. I was like, is that pearl? He goes, oh, yeah. And I was like, what? Is it just a... Do you just like it? Or did you... You don't know. Is there like a story? Because it was like a... It seemed like an insignificant ring. Um, And he was like, well... And he started into this like whole big story about how when he was young, he had problems uh, controlling his anger. And so his... um, Family went to a, like a shaman or like a like a like a brujo, like a, a healer. spirit heal, heal, like you know doctor, but of the kind of of the spirits to like find out what to do, like a, a more spiritual doctor, like sure. a spirit doctor, to be like what you know what should we do? And they were like, well, you should go to this temple, and there was this stone that was a tem, was a pearl, and this is going to be a reminder to put wear it on your finger. So it's like and, the Buddhist temple I, where you had to do the fish. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. Okay. That was like, this is the thing that you must do. Anyway, there was all this stuff and he was kind of talking about like, well, you know, because the sound of the sun is ohm and like he kind of was going on. I was like, wow, really? Wow. Cool. Tell me more. Blah, blah, blah. And we got out and he, cause he had made some fairly wild claims. And my friend was like, I don't know how you just did that because that was bullshit. Like what he just said was bullshit. All of it was bullshit. Like none of it made any sense. All of it is like, you know, clap trap. Uh-huh. Is that a... Sure. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, but the stuff didn't, it didn't matter. It was just kind of like, yeah. learn, like, what else? Yeah. You know, like, what, uh, like, what is, the, what is your worldview? Yeah. What, what, like, what is your, what are your, you know? And so, and one of those things is that I am like, I high index on connection. So yeah. the information is secondary. Like, I don't oh, care what the information is. Like, I don't have to agree with you to connect with you. Right. And that's kind of my priority. Yeah. You know, is like, how I'm going to connect with you. Yeah. And so if I disagree with you. That's not important right now, and it's it doesn't matter that I that like I'm not I'm not here to have a debate with you about whether your worldview is correct or not. (laughs) Whether you're spouting claptrap. Whether you're spouting claptrap, and so so you know so there was this sort of like high priority connection, Mm -hmm. therefore high priority curiosity. Like oh tell me was the temple like far away from your head? Did you have to travel a long way or whatever? And it reminds me of this amazing podcast called Beautiful Anonymous which is by Chris Gethard, who is an amazing comedian, storyteller. He has a one-man show that's actually coming on tour called Career Suicide. I saw it in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, it. it's, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. And he's on Broad City, and he's kind of like improv famous. He was in Don't Think Twice. So he's like famous in a small circle, I think. Mm-hmm. And he has a podcast called Beautiful Anonymous, where he spends an hour on the phone with an anonymous person. He doesn't find out their name. Mm. He doesn't know where they're from. Sometimes there's been some sort of like phone screening process, so he has some idea of what they'll talk about. But sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes it's just like, well, who are you? And his powers of curiosity are great because he, you know, based on nothing at all, really, sometimes, based on nothing, based on just like, hi, he'll be like, how's, you know, tell how's your day going? Like, what's your day like? Hmm. You know, did you wake up early? Oh, you, are you usually an early riser? Oh, no, today's different. You're having trouble sleeping? What's going on right. there? Like, he just kind of, like, pulls one little thread, and then all these other threads start, you know, it's like yeah. that he, it leads him to something. And it's so interesting to listen to. And he has this love for the people that he's talking to. So cool. And so it's this, like, generosity and, like, tell me about what's your experience. And it's, it's compelling to listen to. It is. That's so neat. It is. And he like uncovers these stories and it really feels like there's, he, he has a basic belief of like, you, you've got something. Right. You're worth knowing. 
you're worth knowing. You're worth this hour of, of conversation. We're going to get something. I love that. And it's not like, you know, what am I going to get from you? But it's like, we're going to, you've got something. Do you find that that kind of curiosity that you're describing with this Lyft driver that you had with Chris Gethard and this podcast, do you think it's easier with strangers? Like, are you able to mm. maintain that with people you know, friends you have? Or That's interesting. That's a great question. I feel like we make more assumptions that we know things about mm-hmm. people that we know. Mm-hmm. So we forget to be curious about them, yep. I think. There's a, um, Esther Perel is a relationship, a sex and relationships uh, therapist. She wrote a book called Mating in Captivity. And she talks about how we have these simultaneous needs for familiarity, uh, safety, security, intimacy, and then also novelty, newness, novelty, freshness. And that one of the things that keeps a relationship lively and sexy is when people remember that they don't know everything about their partner Mm. and that there is always more to know and are always maintaining that curiosity because there's this hidden side of your partner. It's like, what else is there? What else is there? So to keep going there. Do you think it's possible to ever know everything? No. No? No, absolutely not. Do you think it's possible to know everything that the person knows about themselves? Nope. 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 I think there's just... A person can never be completely known by another. Not... Logically, I think experientially, maybe. What does that mean? Like in an energetic, you know, kind of mystical way. You think that is possible? Yes. Oh, uh huh. Right, like just feeling a sense of communion, a spiritual communion. Uh huh. I think that's possible. Uh huh. And that you could. And that is the same as knowing. Uh, no, it's knowing of a sort. Yeah. It's not intellectual knowing. Right. So you could just be on the same, or you could be in flow together, just being in flow together in a performance, singing or playing music or on stage, athletically, do you know each other? I don't think so. Not, yeah, not completely. So going back, going back a that step. That feels like the more important thing to me than right. knowing information. Is being able to. Is that experience. To be in concert with yeah. each other. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. What but, I was going to say is that I. Right, sorry. I, it's okay. I don't. <laughs> I, it's much easier for me to be curious with strangers. Uh-huh. So as I've been trying to develop this mode more in yeah. my being as like, work this muscle, work this muscle, be a better person. I'm really curious with people I meet in the store. Yeah. Or the server at the restaurant or the bus driver or, you know, and I love asking those people questions, as you were saying, to lift their status. Be like, I see you. I recognize you. I'm interested in you. And I generally do a better job of being curious with those people than I do of being curious with my friends. It's interesting. Or with my family. Hmm. But I'm trying to work on that. And there's some way that I, maybe it's because less of me is visible or I'm less vulnerable with those people. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why it's easier. Well, it's interesting what you just said also is like, I wonder about whether it's like, I want to be the person in your day who lifts your status. Could be. I want to make you feel good, which is kind of different than actual curiosity because <laughs> it's curiosity for an end, right? It's like, I'm going to do the things yeah, that I know are going to make in- you feel good. Interesting question. Which is maybe a little bit different than like, what are you about? What are you actually about? I think it's more the latter. It is. The spirit of it is more that. Okay, great. Yeah. It's not, I mean, maybe there's an element of, I want you to like me and so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be nice to you. Right. Um, or maybe you'll do more for me if I'm nice to you. Yeah. But I, no, I think it's just like, no, I, I think curiosity is a nice quality yeah, yeah, and yeah. I like being a nice person. So yeah. 
Here's Do you a, notice what the th- what the things are that stop you from being curious with people that you know? That's a great question about whether there is something that stops me. It feels more like a default. Like it's just my brain doesn't fire that way. I don't think. Maybe it's because I'm I tend to be more self-focused on like what what do I need to do what how am I going to get my needs met or yeah yeah you know there's a there's some part of me that has this sense of scarcity about whether I'll have enough have enough food or whether I'll have enough friends or whether I have enough money or yeah and so I've got to make sure my everything's taken care Uh, of yeah 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 so if if we're not in kind of first impression mode. Then right. we're in maintenance mode. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, of personal safety and security. Right. And so it's like, I don't have the... Well, the the feeling is like, I, I don't... It, it, that is not pressing. The curiosity in this person is not a, is not a pressing thing. Whereas in first impression mode, it, it kind of is a more pressing yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like allocation of resources. Right? Yeah. But again, I think it's more a default from long ago in my past. Yeah, than an actual than scarcity a, of resources. Yeah, it doesn't am, take much, yeah. If I think about it, I'm like... No, I, I actually had enough snack. I'm fine. Yeah. For now. Yeah. And if I notice that I'm hungry, I'll, I'll get eat. something to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going off it in might, a dinghy on it, the sea. It, like, it, might, it might be okay to ask a question now. <laughs> I think I have enough to spare. I have enough energy to spare to, yeah. to show some interest in you. Hmm. It's, kind of a fun, it's kind of a fun challenge to be like, I wonder what I can learn about somebody that I think I know super well, right? Like, right. So I'm going to go see one of my best friends. My mom, you know, like, right. Curious about her experience. Mm -hmm. And it's, for me, it's not information. A lot of it is not information. It's like, when you say it, what's the it? Um, the thing that I would like to be curious about is not like, well, uh, where did you go to middle school? What was the name of your, if not information, then what? Then like, uh, ex- experience, what, tell me about your experience how with that, whatever it is. So how is that different from information? It's not vital stats. It's not uh, like, like in for like things that you can know about a person, where they, mm-hmm. the town that they grew up in, whether they had a lot of friends growing up, what they, what extracurriculars they did, what they mm. whether they like the farmer's market or not. It's like, yeah, that's great. But like, who are you okay. <laughs> and like what is your experience like and like if you know if you if you were going away this weekend where would you go right, right. like that's like a different kind of information yes. that I still may not know you know about the people that I think I know very very well this reminds me of a, a tool for this that I relearned at the global improvisation in, initiative in uh, Irvine a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago and correct me if we talked about it on the last episode, I don't think we did. But I was in a workshop with Dan O'Connor of Impro Theater in Los Angeles. And I know that you've used this exercise when you teach improv, but he had us stand with a partner and we each got a certain amount of time, maybe it was two minutes, to tell a story from our life. It could be any mm. story. And the listener got to interrupt and say either advance, color, or emotion. Mm-hmm. And advance meant... They wanted to hear how the plot moved along, like move me along on the story. Color is tell me more about what was around you, what was the surrounding, um, what sounds were there, what smells, you know, what did you see, who else was there with you, and emotion was what were you feeling at the time. And so the listener got to ask the speaker for those things when they wanted to hear them mm-hmm. and then could switch. And it made it so much easier to listen. 
Mm. Because it was like, I have some control of the story and I can ask it to go where I want it to go. And yet the speaker was also still really engaged because the listener was now really curious yeah. and wanted to know about their story. Mm-hmm. And so it's this really thrilling structure to put on a conversation yeah. that all of a sudden made it really valuable to both people. Sometimes I think when I get curious, I'm like, oh, this person's just going to rattle on and they're going to talk about things I don't care about. But if I had this permission to be able to say, okay, all right, hold on. Oh, and you just said this. Yeah. What was that yeah. like? Tell me about that. Give when me you more... left home at 14, what was that like? Give me yeah, more whatever. color about that. What was your emotion when you left home? Yeah. You know, and then say, okay, cool. Yeah. So now tell me about who else was around you when you left home. Okay, cool. Yeah. What'd you do next? Yeah. So to just be able to switch between those three. Right. When you were talking about going to your mom or somebody else that you know really well, you say, all right, I want to I want to hear you tell stories about your life for 10 minutes. Yeah. But I want to preserve this. Will you play this game with me where I get to, we get to participate in this together? Yeah. I think it'd be thrilling. Could you play this game without letting the person know that you're playing it? Doesn't that just it, what curiosity sounds like? <laughs> right? So it's like you're telling me a story and it's like... If you're willing to, in, to interrupt them. Tell me what that's like. Yeah. And they're willing to go along. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Stealth. I really love playing stealth improv games with people. <laughs> what are some other ones? What are some other ones you play? First letter, last letter. <laughs> so for those who don't know what first letter, last letter is. So you want me to demonstrate? Just, I want to explain it to our listeners. So the first person says a line and the second person has to begin their line with the last letter of the last word that that person just said. Depends on what that person hears and if they know how to spell. Like, if I didn't realize that L ended spell, then I wouldn't know. But we assume that, you know, that we're on the same page of that as, as each other. However, when you're playing it stealthily, your partner doesn't need to know how to spell. Because you're the only one playing. Great. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. And it's much easier for them because they're not... <laughs> Do you ever feel disappointed that they don't get it right? I actually have never played this out, out in the world. <laughs> I've never played I've it. Never played I've never played it stealth, time. no. I would think that that would take away from one's presence yes, and actually just listen. Yes, of course it completely would. <laughs> but an interesting thing to try. I do like... What's so other, lo- other, on a lift ride, when you're talking to the driver, see if you can go- play first letter, last letter. Are there other improv games that you would play? Stealth? Oh, you could do the thing where you borrow a word from... From what they've just said, and use it in your next in the next thing that you say. Hmm. I think that would make you a very a, a very engaging listener. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or what are other games? You could give yourself an arbitrary number of words that you must say every time you speak, but you can't speak more or fewer than of the of those. Right, so words. like you have to do a four word four word sentence. sentence every time. Yeah. I find myself. This isn't really playing game, but it comes up all the time. I find myself. Thinking three things, the game three things that we've played. That on you the play podcast with yourself. Opposite. Yeah, like somebody will just say something, and I want to name three things in the category. I'm like, oh wait, sorry, you're not. <laughs> you didn't ask me to do that. I just want to name them. You I want to come a, up with you them. You just have a three things lens. Right. Yeah. If somebody says, oh, what would be a good name for a restaurant? Oh, boom, here's three of them. Yeah. Just fire them out. I mean, I, I, it's not necessarily that you should play stealth games with people because it is true that like that puts you in one mindset and them in another, and it, you know. But the idea of of 
action color advance or action color color emotion emotion right being like those are great things to be curious yeah. about and so and i do feel like in stories we we this is kind of what we do is like wait a minute you wait hold on you seriously went from the you know it's like we we do go back and forth a little bit well okay so but here's one difference is that in regular conversation we so often turn turn like i might turn your story to a story about me yes exactly right but so advanced color emotion is keeping the focus on no, your story yes exactly it, that's curiosity it's like you yeah. being more curious about this right. person right. and those are things to be curious about right so what I, well, I guess what i'm saying there is it doesn't feel like just natural conversation or maybe it's because i'm not as skilled a <laughs> conversationalist well what i mean is i think it would be an e like though like if you find yourself hearing somebody telling you about something, just their day or their weekend, right. in your mind, you can be like, color emotion, mm-hmm. color emotion. And like, as they're telling you, it wouldn't feel unnatural to me if I'm telling a story and you would be like, oh, wow, what was that like? Right. How are you feeling it? How did that feel? Like, how did that feel? Or what was yeah. that like for you? Yeah. Or like, oh man, was it a nice day? What was the, what was the day like? Mm-hmm. You know, just like asking for more details. I'd be like, oh, wow, he's really curious. Right. He wants to hear about my story. Yeah. He's really attractive. <laughs> My God. Never noticed how attractive Ted God, is. He's just so curious. <laughs> mm, did you see the curiosity Damn. of that guy? Damn. Jesus. She is curious. <laughs> yeah. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. Okay. It's like it's like curiosity training wheels. Right. It like trains you yes. to think about the, the kinds of things you might ask a person that's, about. That's right about where I am. You know? <laughs> no wonder I'm resonating with this. <laughs> I'm pedaling down, learning how to ride the curiosity bicycle. I bicycles. love that you are, you are straight, like, I love that claiming. you are claiming that yeah. you're like, I'm, I'm working on being it's, more tuned into people. It's in progress. Like, that's cool. Yeah. And, and, uh. Yeah, yeah. I think it is a highly rare thing to listen to somebody's story and ask them questions about it that is not about like, oh, I had an experience that was that same way, and here's what I did mm-hmm. when I had that experience. Like that's a right great training to like to keep, not do that. Yeah, to keep being really into somebody else's story. Yeah. Stay. Let the focus stay on them. Yeah, it's theirs. So, what is um, this? Is also I think this is a great way to get to know people. Get curious about them. Good first, da- good first date skills. Great first date thing, but also, not just to be curious about them, but to ask them what they are curious about. Oh, that, that what do you want to learn more about? Yeah, like what's going on in your life right now? What, what are, are you, you? What are you curious about, Ted Demezon? I was just about to ask you I that question, and I, wa- I wanted to get credit for asking. The <laughs> you question. get credit. You get credit. Okay. You get credit. Uh, what am I curious about? I just interrupted you to get more information about you, by the way. That's how that works, is I can interrupt you to get more information about See, you. you're just so smooth. <laughs> so smooth. Curiosity expert. Someday I'll be as curious as you. Um, what am I curious about? I am curious about... Um, I'm trying to articulate what my role in the world is uh-huh. as part of my business. So to be able to say... Smoothly and easily. This is what I'm trying to do. Your elevator pitch. Yeah. What do I do? I'm curious about what that's going to be. And I have all these elements and pieces that I'm trying to consolidate and integrate. And I'm curious about how that's going to unfold. Yeah. And I'm really curious about what's going to happen with this summer training I'm doing with Patsy Rodenberg. And I know this work completely turns me on. And I 
don't know what's going to form it's going to take when I come out the other side. Yeah. So I'm really curious about that. Cool. And uh, I'm curious about, I I just, I told you on our walk, I'll share it for the listeners. I just reread a letter that I wrote to myself from when I took a mindfulness course last year. And we had read a poem that said, are you willing to be a fool for love? And in my letter to myself, I said, I hope that you are doing that, that you're being willing to be a fool for love. And so I have a renewed intention around that, and I'm curious to see how that unfolds. Great. Boom. Boom. Great. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. Cool. What are you curious about? Curious about space. Space like? Outer space. (laughs) Planets and vacuum? Yes, space is crazy. Like, is this right now, or this is in general throughout your life you're curious about? I am curious about space, about, like, astrophysics. I am curious about how that works, like, how, like, What's out there? Wow. How do we get information about I, it? You don't have any like star charts on your walls in no, your house or I don't. astronaut helmets or NASA no, logos. No, it's covert curiosity. Wow. Yeah. Has this been since you were a girl? Uh, no. Nope. Nope. Were you a stargazer? Mm. Well, how, how did this develop? <laughs> when did you notice Space this? Space is crazy. It is. I totally agree. Space but... is amazing. And every time I learn something about it, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. How? Like, how? Like, it is mind-boggling. It's crazy. Space is mind-boggling it's to crazy. me. And, like, learning about, like, the rovers that we send out, or rovers are, like, probes that we send out into deep space that, like, like gravity assist by, like, slinging around planets and then shoving out for that. It's like, I, the whole thing, I think, is, like, amazing. This is, I, what's astonishing me about this is A, how animated you are, and B, that I've never heard this before. <laughs> how is that possible? That's really funny. I think that it's one of those things where when I start learning about it, it like reactivates my like, holy shit. Yeah. How, yeah. What? This is nuts. Yeah. And then, but then when I, but like kind of on a day, like it's not something that like keeps, you know, and you I go, back I to go like, to sleep, like, you know. Am I going to be able to find a parking spot when I get home today? You're not thinking about the boundarylessness of the universe and no hell. but i'm also not thinking about whether i'm going to find a parking spot when okay. i get home i was just trying to find something that yeah. was mundane <laughs> <laughs> space is pretty cool i do not think about it i'm curious about space it's a different kind of curiosity but I'm, but what, one of the things that's cool about that that you just demonstrated yeah is that if somebody is willing to answer that question right you tap into something that something matters to them that they're animated about they it's get like, some juice about they get they're alive and you're Are like you curious oh, about yeah oh. So that's another. Like I'm curious about the way that like animals uh, evolve in cities, in urban settings. Yeah. So, like animals and cities evolve together, and animals evolve to survive in an urban setting. It's not like these crows would be the same out in the wild. Like they got good at living with humans. Yeah. So I think this curiosity that's cool is also. I'm just kind of bringing us around full circle here. Is valuable on stage. Like when you come on stage and you're curious and you ask somebody and then you kind of get them going with something they're juiced, their character's juiced about, boom, all of a sudden the scene's got energy. Yeah. Right? And like, ah, just. Yeah. I think it also, I think curiosity also helps for improv because you get to play at the top of your intelligence and like the stuff that you're wondering about, your character can really be stoked about that as well, Mm. you know? So it's like playing a character who's like, have you ever thought about the ways that animals evolve? With or with with cities like that's real stuff that I've like thought about and read about and learned about, mm-hmm. and to put it on stage and then somebody in the audience who's also learned about it's like 
totally. Yeah. You know, so it's like you you get to play to the top of your intelligence and the top of your curiosity, and then you are so much more compelling than playing some like watered down version of like gen- generic person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of this like curiosity just feeds the whole thing. Okay. All right. So we like it. We like so in summation. <laughs> We are pro-curiosity. That was kind of where we started. <laughs> but now we're more animated. Because some, there's some episode we should like have a debate. About, you were uh, about, yeah. Curiosity. Yeah. It's stupid. Or kindness. Or compassion or something. Right. Fuck it. Totally stupid. You're on your own. <laughs> we're all going to die. It's a cold, cruel world. Yeah. There's suck not, it up. Nothing to be interested in. Suck it up. It's all meaningless. Get through it. Oh, space? You think space is interesting? What's, what good is space going to do you? Do you realize how small you are? <laughs> do you realize nothing matters? Exactly. Yeah. Nothing matters. That's cool. We did a little. We did a little meta move here. We got curious about curiosity. Holy shit! Isn't that curious? Try, try. Let's try. That's we're, we're try curious. Try curious. Yes. What's the try part? Well, we were curious. We got curious about curiosity. Then I said, well, that's curious. Oh, that's triple meta. It's three yeah. levels instead of just being bi-curious. That's meta squared. Or cubed? No, I think it's only squared because no, the first, one is, first one is... Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You missed my bi-curious joke. I did. You that's, want to explain it to me? That's all right. <laughs> just being bi-curious. Like sexual, like sexually. Yes. So I just said we're tri curious. We're just one more level than bi curious. But you didn't say anything about it. <laughs> I thought it was funny that I'm like borrowing a term from something else to apply it in a way that does not. Oh, bi curious. Bi curious. I was completely missing the reference. Great. That's what I was. That's what I. Right. Was. So, what would tri curious mean in a sexual orientation setting? Yeah, we I, don't need to explore it any further. I, don't I just know. dropped right. it. Just the. I just wanted to call. Put you, a little. You just wanted to put a little signpost there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's done. If you were here with us, listeners, you would see that going right over my bald head. That's right. But you heard it. Luckily, I did. <laughs> you heard that happen I at did. home. Yeah. So okay. Uh, I think I think that about uh, pulls it together. We gotta go because I gotta go do a show tonight. Okay, and I'm excited to come see it, uh, assuming that I'm not buying tickets to Hamilton. Like Last for minute tonight. That's what I was possibly oh, yeah. going to. Ted has a an exciting adventure in which he thinks he's catching a scammer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well. Thinks I, there's an offer that's too good to be true. And it probably that is it's too a good scam, to be true. And it probably is too good to be true. So he's entertaining the uh, he's entertaining them to see how far it goes. And so we'll probably it's to... not going to go very far anymore because it's pretty late and the show's in three hours. But yeah. so you should come to the bat show. But since the last episode of this podcast, I have become obsessed with Hamilton. <laughs> yes. We talked about it last time, but I've now seen the show five times. <laughs> For real. That's and I incredible. listen to it every day. Yeah, I'm curious. Oh, I've. I've become my nephew squared, cubed. He was the first one to have a real passion for Hamilton. I was like, oh, Andrew, that's cute. And now you get it. And now I, I get you it. You've seen and the beyond. folly of your of yeah. your of your dismissal. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe I'll be going again. But I'm probably going to come see your improv show tonight, which I'm excited about. Great. It's going to be it's theater sports. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. So, all right, people. Uh, thank you for listening. Let's get out of here. Go ask somebody a question. Yeah, get curious about a stranger. Check see, it see out. what you can do. And, and 
be prepared they might not be interested and in sharing. You know, find someone and else. That, and that's a, uh, that's a good thing to learn. Yeah. All right. Later. Ciao, ciao. everybody thanks for listening the end can we say anything after we say the end <laughs> i just did I, we're now in the so what's it epilogue yeah okay we're in an epilogue yeah Welcome we're to in the, the epilogue. Post, postscript p.s um ted um, what what sticks with you from that conversation i'm fascinated by how our energy grew mm-hmm. through the conversation and i think that is a byproduct of the topic yeah and that's part of why I was psyched for us to explore it in the first place. Because I, I, yeah, and I like, it was fun to acknowledge uh, this part of me that I want to change. And as we were talking, I'm like, you know what, I am getting better at this. Yeah. And I like that. And I still, there are days when I'm like, oh, I didn't ask any questions. Shoot. <laughs> but in general, I think I'm doing better. It's nice to realize that that is a skill that you can practice and get better at. Yes. And that it's not like... I'm just not a very, I just don't, and that's just not how my brain works. Right. It's like, no, that's because you haven't practiced it. Yeah. You could practice it. Like, we're all just a victim of our patterns. Right. So, yeah. change your pattern. So, it kind of fits right in with what we usually talk about, about yeah. resetting defaults and yeah, choosing yeah. how we want to be. Yeah. So, I'm kind of psyched about that. How cool. about you? I'm just really excited about space. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I like this idea that, um, that we stumbled to of, like, whether you can be hostily curious. Mm-hmm. And that, and that curiosity seems to imply acceptance and, and non-judgment. A kind of kindness, yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's intriguing. That's sticking with me a little bit. I want to explore that some more. Yeah. In life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I'm going to do a show tonight, so I'm like excited to, to hit the stage curiously. Ooh, now I'll get to see you. Yeah. There she is. I can, oh, I see it. You want me to yell, stand up, and be like, that great curiosity, I, Lisa! I always want that. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Yes, you don't even have to ask again because that's. that's Is that you? Is that your character or you? Yeah, that'd be perfect. All right. Well. Yeah. So I so I like that. And um, listeners at home, we hope you liked it as well. Thank Mm. you so much for listening. It's it's an honor that you're here with us. Yeah. As always, and uh, if you got an idea for a podcast topic, something that you think would be cool to talk about, you can always contact us at info at monsterbabypodcast.com. Mm-hmm. So we hope you will do so. Uh, stop by, leave a review on iTunes if you like this episode, and uh, come visit us on Facebook and Twitter and so on and so forth. But yeah. uh, we want to be connected. We'd love to hear from you. Have we actually said anything on Twitter? Uh, occasionally. Oh, great. Good. Mm-hmm. I should get an account so I know. <laughs> you don't have a Twitter account? I do not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lo- Lord the, and world lookout. The Twitterverse. Lisa Rowland and the Twitterverse. Yet unexplored. Mm, talk about curious. All right. Okay. Well, we'll see you next time, everybody, yeah, for episode 27. Welcome uh, to the beginning of summer, and uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah, bye. Adios. Bye.